0: Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church. What a great reminder. It's his breath in our lungs that gives us life. You know, humanity doesn't exist without the breath of God. And in the Garden of Eden, God breathed into the nostrils of Adam, and life has existed ever since. May the same breath that gave us existence be the very breath that sustains us during this pandemic. Church, I want you to know that we are planning a strategy so that we can reconvene together. There was not too much that we could do differently in phase one of of Florida's uh, reopening plan. We are studying phase two to see what that looks like for us as a church body. As I told our council this last week, uh, please understand that a church our size will be more limited than some other churches in our area. And I don't say that in a prideful way. I just know that it's gonna take us longer to get back to normal because of the size of our church. Once again, I want you to know how much I appreciate your patience through this. I have never led a church through a pandemic, and your understanding and your prayers have been very much appreciated for me and for our staff. So thank you, church. Thank you for hanging in there, and let's keep having church at home. And I promise you that there are some updates coming soon, and we're going to tell you how we're going to get back together. Today, I want to start a new series called At Home. Uh, It feels appropriate for this moment in history with all the time that we have spent at home. I don't want you to be confused about this series. This is not a parenting series, although parents can benefit from it. This is not a marriage series, although I know marriages can benefit from it. This is not a series about your occupational calling, although I know that your career can benefit from this. This is a series about how life and the life that we live outside the home is affected by the life that we live inside the home. This is a series about the, the desire that we have deep down inside of us to feel at home a, a place of comfort and a place of peace. We all want that for our lives. This is a series about the places where we reside uh, physically, mentally, and, and spiritually spiritually. And so I believe that we can all benefit from this series. And, um, you know, one of the benefits of the coronavirus has been that it has forced most families to slow down and to spend more time together. I do not believe that God caused this pandemic. Please hear me out. I do not believe that God has caused this pandemic, but... As with anything that the enemy tries to destroy us with, I believe that God can use it for His glory, and I believe that this is one of those instances that God took the attack of the enemy and He used it for our advancement. Or at least, if we will allow Him to, God will use this to move us forward. During this time at home, most families have had the opportunity to reconnect with one another. We get so busy with with ball games and and and, and school events and 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 work functions and, and just so much work that has to be done in our lives that very seldom do families have this kind of quality time together. And so I think God is using that. And as much as I hate us not being able to worship together right now, I can't help but to think how pleasing it must be for God to see you carving out time with your family to worship together at home. You know, it, it's raw. Worshiping at home, it's extremely vulnerable, and at times it's even uncomfortable. You should try sitting in your living room with your family, watching yourself preach on TV. It's very uncomfortable. Um, You don't become much more vulnerable than that. And, And I've pictured you throughout this experience. I've pictured you worshiping at home with your family. And it got me to thinking about the homes that Jesus entered. Because I believe that when you're worshiping there in your home, I think Jesus is there. And so I started thinking about uh, some of the, the instances in the Bible where Jesus entered into different people's homes. And uh, I know Jesus preached in synagogues. I know that uh, he preached in open fields. He preached from boats. He, he stood on the seashore and he preached. Hey, even one time there were life-changing words that he shared um, while walking on water. And, and so there's many places where Jesus changed people's lives. But can you imagine being one of the people that Jesus actually visited their home, that Jesus showed up at their door and he came into their house to fellowship with them or or, or to dine with them. Now that thought might scare some of you. Um, if you knew that Jesus was coming over this afternoon, you, you might have a few things that you would either dispose of or at least hide from plain sight. And I get it. If Jesus said that he was coming to your house today, you wouldn't even watch the rest of this sermon. You would immediately start cleaning house. Uh, you'd start washing the dishes. You'd start picking up dirty clothes. You would you would fold and hang some of the clean clothes and, and, and maybe some of the dirty ones that don't stink so bad. Maybe you would hang those up too. You, you might even and do some long overdue yard work or some touch-up paint around the house because if Jesus was coming to your house, you would want to impress him. Who wouldn't want to impress the Son of God? And so if Jesus said that he was on his way to your house, you would probably hit panic mode right now. Today I want us to look at one particular home that Jesus visited that can be found in in three of the four Gospels, and it can be found in all three of the Synoptic Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I want to read today out of out of Mark chapter one. Mark chapter one, and uh, I want to start with verse twenty nine as we read where Jesus visited Simon Peter's house. So Mark chapter one, starting at verse twenty nine, and immediately he—that's Jesus. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. On our trip to Israel in 2018, we visited that seaside town of Capernaum on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee, at the center of this village are the remains of two synagogues built one upon the other, the bottom one being the one that, that Jesus taught in. A literal stone's throwaway is Peter's house, the house that we just read about where he, he entered and, and healed Peter's mother-in-law. Today there is a church that is built over that house, and it has a glass floor in it so that you can look down into Peter's house. This had been a particularly busy day of ministry for Jesus. You know, many people don't realize how taxing the Sabbath day of worship can be for a a preacher. But I can relate to Jesus. I I know what this feels like. On this particular day, Jesus taught in the synagogue. and, And this was not one of those shallow sermons that leaves everybody feeling happy about themselves and satisfied with the way that they're living their lives. The Bible says that on this day, Jesus taught with authority. This was a sermon not of condemnation. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but to save it from its own. This was not a a sermon of condemnation, but, but certainly it was a sermon of conviction. We don't know exactly what Jesus said during this sermon, but the message left people noticing that the way he preached was different than the way that the scribes preached. And as soon as he finished teaching, a man with an unclean spirit shows up and begins questioning Jesus. When I was a youth pastor at University Church in Tampa, there was this one particular Sunday where I was playing the keyboard and and uh, I noticed that during worship there was a man in the in the back of the room that that he he took a towel out of his back pocket and and not in an act of worship, it was a very disruptive spirit. He he started waving this towel in the air and I could tell that people were uncomfortable. Uh, moms were were pulling their their young children closer to them. Uh, people were just uneasy with the way that this man was acting. There was just something strange about it. And I was playing the keyboard. And, and And when my pastor went up to the pulpit, I'm I'm just lightly playing just a pad behind the pastor. And I'm looking at our ushers, and I begin like nodding my head towards this man, trying to get our ushers to respond. And they all looked at me like, you know, what do you want me to do? And and they were not responding. And so as my, my pastor continued, I left the keyboard and I made my way down the side aisle of the church. And, and I guess with me walking back towards him, um, our, our ushers found some courage and they kind of met me right there with the man. And they escorted him out. I followed them out of the sanctuary. One of our ushers recognized the guy and was trying to talk with him. And, and he was a little frantic with them. And, and, and it was just strange. It was scaring everyone. So I walked up. And I looked at the man, and 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 he said, "Who are you?" And I I kind of laughed. I said, "Well, I'm I'm Pastor Rocky. I'm, I'm the youth pastor here." And I said, "I was just up on stage, and I was I was noticing, you know, your disruption during the service." And then he asked me this question. He said, "Are you a Christian?" And before I could even answer. He said, are you a Christian? No, he isn't. And it was one of the strangest things that I've ever witnessed. And I was ready to lay hands on this guy and cast demons out of him. And if that didn't work, I was just ready to lay hands on him. And one of our ushers named Jerome, he looked at me and he said, Pastor Rocky, please, please. He said, I know him. He said, he's on medication for schizophrenia and he didn't take his medicine. He said, I've seen him act like this before. He said, please let me deal with him. And so I backed off, and, and, and they dealt with him. They got him home safely that day. And needless to say, it was an exhausting day. Now think about this day with Jesus. On this day, Jesus preached with authority. That, that's tiring enough. Then he delivers a man with an unclean spirit, I'm sure he stood around the synagogue after church like so many of us like to do uh, pre-coronavirus days. We, we like to fellowship, you know, hug necks, shake hands, that kind of stuff. I'm sure that he stood around the synagogue having some friendly conversations with everyone. And then he's invited over to Simon Peter's house for a Sabbath lunch. And, and, and together with three of, of his other disciples, they're going to go and have lunch. But when he gets there they are immediately informed that Simon's mother-in-law, Simon Peter's mother-in-law, is sick. She's burning up with a fever. And I've been there. Long day of ministry behind you. You've poured your heart out. You're ready to kick off the sandals, watch some football, and eat a good Sabbath meal. But plans are interrupted because someone has a legitimate need. You know, ministry never stops. It's so easy for us to get so called up in what you deserve that you forget that you're called to serve. I think sometimes uh, um, for, for just about every Christian, we, we think to ourselves at one moment or another that, man, I deserve a break. I, I, I shouldn't have to be there. I shouldn't have to do that. I just deserve a break. But don't get caught up in what you deserve and forget to serve. Let's be honest. Serving starts at home. If you can't serve your spouse and if you can't serve your children first, are you really truly serving someone else or are you just using them as an excuse to escape from your home? Jesus wasn't too busy on this Sabbath day. He went to Simon's mother-in-law. Bible says he took her by the hand and he healed her and the fever left her body. And what happens next is very interesting. The Bible says that she immediately began to serve them. Not only is COVID-19 contagious, but I can tell you this, church, serving is contagious. Husbands who serve have wives that serve, parents that serve. They raise children that serve. Employers that serve have employees that serve. Serving is contagious. And as if his day wasn't already busy and exhausting enough, he was just getting started. Listen to verse 32. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. He was still operating under that authority. As tired as he was, Jesus knew who he was and he knew who was subject to him. Peter's house. That night, it became a ministry center. The whole city showed up at his door. And I know that Peter probably thought that he was just inviting Jesus over for a Sabbath lunch. But when Jesus shows up in the house, when you invite Jesus into your home, your home becomes a place of healing. I don't know about you, but but there's been moments that I've just needed Jesus in my home. I just needed Jesus to show up and to bring healing into my home. It's so important that we invite Jesus into our homes. And when we do, that's when we find healing. As many of you know, my son is getting married this weekend. And Mandy and I could not be more proud of of Caleb and Mariah, our future daughter-in-law. And we're excited for their future And although I will be performing the the wedding ceremony, pray for me, because this is the first of my two children that are getting married, and I'm going to be performing the, the wedding ceremony. I just felt like it was important for them to get their premarital counseling from someone other than dad. So I asked Pastor Andrew to handle their first two sessions, and then I facilitated the last session this past week and helped plan their ceremony. I felt like it was important for them to hear from someone else on what makes a godly home. But you know, they've witnessed firsthand how we live, how Mandy and I, how we we run our home and how we put our trust in Jesus, and nothing can replace that. I'm so proud of both of my children and how much they love and how much they fear the Lord. To fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is something that we should be teaching our children. And I pray that if my children have learned anything from mom and dad, that they have learned that Jesus in the home brings healing to the home. That Jesus in the home brings healing to the home. And and during our our almost 25 years of marriage together, we've had our fair share of sickness. We've had our ups and downs. We've, We've had our tiring days and our sleepless nights. But with Jesus in the home, we always find healing. In the words of the late Andre Crouch, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. And that kind of faith starts at home. Father, I thank you, Lord, that when invited, Jesus shows up in our homes. I thank you Lord that when Jesus shows up healing follows. And God, my prayer right now is for the destiny families that are out there watching right now, Lord, that that healing would show up in their homes. Lord, as they invite Jesus in to their homes today. I pray, Lord, that you would bring healing to their homes. God, I I pray over marriages right now. Lord, let them be healed in Jesus name. Lord, I pray for children right now. Let them learn to put their trust because mom and dad put their trust in Jesus. I pray for the prodigal sons and daughters that are out there wandering, Lord, and, 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 and they don't know where to turn right now. I pray, Lord, that they come home right now and they find healing in that home. God, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for showing up when we need you. Thank you for communing with us. And thank you for healing us. Maybe you're watching and you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And you feel the Holy Spirit pulling at your heart right now. I want to make this so easy for you today. We're not going to complicate it. I know that, that those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so today I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. It's a sinner's prayer. I've said it, many people watching have said it, and and there's people that have been praying for you this morning that you would say this this prayer also. And so I'm just going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. If you need that relationship with Jesus, if you need forgiveness for your sins, if you need eternal life, if you want to claim that for your life, then you say this prayer and make my words your words this morning. Would you look up to heaven and say this with me? Say, Dear Lord, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and that he rose again, giving me eternal life. And today, I make him the Lord of my life. In his name I pray, amen, amen, amen. We are celebrating with you. Thank God that you had the courage to pray that prayer. You know, Jesus did all that work for you. All you had to do was receive that salvation And I don't want you to be ashamed of what he has done in your life today. The the enemy wants to take this away from you. He he wants to, to make you think that there's nothing to it. But you can defeat the enemy today because we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And today your first testimony is so easy. We want you to tell us of the decision that you just made to follow Christ as your Lord and Savior. That you receive forgiveness for your sins. That you gain that eternal life. We want you to share that with us today. And, and you can simply do that by going to destinycommunitychurch.org connect. Scroll down to the decision form. Fill out that form. And, and, and we want to continue celebrating with you. And what we're going to do is put a book in the mail. It's free. It's, it's no charge to you. It tells you all about your next steps. But we need you right now. Go to destinycommunitychurch.org connect. Fill out that decision form. And we just want to praise God with you and what He's done in your life. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening.